Welcome to the Grace Story Podcast, where we introduce you to interesting people and their inspiring stories. From Grace professors, current students, and distinguished alumni, to special guests and speakers on our campus, you can meet new people and hear how they are impacting the world around them. This podcast is recorded and produced at Grace College and Seminary, located on the shores of Winona Lake in the great state of Indiana. Dr. Amiko Kreklau is thankful for God's calling on her life, which includes being a cancer research scientist and even more importantly, a mother. She received her MS from the University of North Dakota and her PhD from the University of Louisville. She currently serves as head of R&D operations at Eli Lilly and Company. And beyond that, lots of other things that she does for Eli Lilly. She's a mother of two, one a Grace grad and one a Grace College current student and was the recipient this year of the Distinguished Parent Service Award. Emmy, welcome to the podcast. Well, hi, Drew. It's great was, to be here. I was going to read like your full title, <laughs> but I can't pronounce most of the words um, <laughs> because you do so much and oh, uh, have uh, had had such an impact. But uh, I'm interested in kind of going back to the beginning of your story and even talking a little bit about your parents. Sure. And uh, you credit them so much for you know your journey. Um, but can you share a little bit about your parents, kind of where they are from and, and where they met and how they impacted you? Sure. Well, that's um, a very uh, interesting story. So my mom was born and raised in Japan. Um, so she met my dad when he was stationed um, in Japan. So he was in the Army. Uh, he was a, a journalist. Um, so that's where they met, um, and that's where their story started. Um, so I was not born in Japan. I was born in the States. Um, so he got out of the Army for a few years, and my brother and I were both born in Illinois, Springfield. Um, but then he went back in the Army. Um, so we uh, did get to live in Japan for several years when I was growing up. Um, which was a great experience that definitely shaped my life, you know, planted um, some seeds um, in terms of of ministry and just perspective of the world. Um, So great experience growing up there. Um, But then we ended up coming to Indiana from Japan, um, of all places. So that was a little bit of a culture shock. Slightly Um, different. Slightly (laughs) different, yes. Um, But loved, you know, the time that I spent growing up um, in Pendleton Mm. in Mm. that area. Just a great community. Um, Actually, sometimes I think of Warsaw as very similar to Pendleton, but with lakes. Um, So I always feel at home in Warsaw. Um, But so it was me and my brother growing up and... um, you know, we were not uh, churched growing up, so um, did not grow up in a Christian household. Um, so came to faith later mm. in my life, um, actually kind of through my college years uh, when I was at Northwestern. I just had an interest in learning about religion. Um, I'd had a couple of experiences during my childhood that... Um, Again, where God planted a seed, mm. and I knew that um, that there was a relationship out there of faith that that I needed to explore mm. and pursue, and that kind of happened during my college years um, through uh, someone that I met that 
eventually I married, mm-hmm. um, and his family was was very strong in their faith. But but my mom, similar to me, had um, seeds of faith and and um, God's grace planted in her life mm-hmm. very early on. So a few couple years after I got baptized, um, she ended up getting baptized wow. as well, and. Um, so yeah, you know it's very it's biblical, right? Seed. I love that idea and picture because the Bible talks about how some plant, some water, God brings forth the harvest, and uh, we have the opportunity in our lives to sometimes be the seed planter, sometimes be the waterer, the encourager. Exactly. Uh, God will ultimately bring those to faith whom He has called, uh, but we get to be a part of that journey, and you can look back and talk about that know, know who was a part of that journey yes yes and then you know certainly you mentioned northwestern um and we read your various degrees so uh, <laughs> how did your interest um in medicine mm-hmm. begin to develop during those college years as well um that's that's a great question because um, yeah when I went to Northwestern I just knew that I was interested in science hmm. um, and actually the reason I ended up going to Northwestern back then was that they had a pretty unique program where you could study all of the disciplines of science oh wow and one of the things that intimidated me was having to choose one area of science to major in um, biology or chemistry so when I heard about this, cool program that Northwestern had where I wouldn't have to choose which area of science I wanted to study. Um, That was really, you know, the right place for me. Um, And it was really my very first year after um, my first freshman year at Northwestern, I got a research grant um, to work with a pediatric oncologist at the Northwestern Medical School. So I spent the summer um, working with her, and that really kind of solidified for me that I knew I wanted to um, do something related to cancer. Mm. I wasn't sure if I wanted to do the research part or the clinical part, but I just became fascinated. What was it that fascinated you? Um, I think the complexity of cancer um, as a disease Um, and the scientific mystery. Mm. You know, there was so much unknown about cancer still today. Um, You know, we keep learning more and more, but I think it was the the mystery and the complexity of it um, and certainly the life-changing impact, you know, of cancer. So, um, so yeah, it was fairly early on in my college um, journey that I knew that was the direction that I wanted to pursue. And so you pursued that then through undergrad. Did you go straight into graduate work after your undergrad? Uh, no, I didn't. I took a few months off and uh, coming back to that, not knowing whether I wanted to go the clinical route or the research route, um, I actually took almost a year off and uh, worked at the University of North Dakota Medical School. Um, and did my MCATs and GREs and, um, but I got hooked on a research project, Mm. um, at the university there and it was related to cancer and, and drug resistance. And, um, I really just wanted to keep going down that path. So I ended up starting graduate school there. Hmm. Now you mentioned, uh, your daughter who Mm -hmm. graduated from Grace is taking at least a 
similar path, yes, right? And yes. also doing, uh, taking some time right now to work in a lab. Yeah. Uh, and what kind of research is she doing? <laughs> well, interestingly, she's at the IU Cancer Research Center, um, which is where I did do some gene therapy work when I first came back to Indiana um, after graduate school and all of that. So I spent you just about... keep sending her your papers like, <laughs> hey, you should read this. That I... <laughs> so yeah, she's actually working in the lab of one of my collaborators um, from when I was at IU, who's still there. Um, so it's just great to, you know, see her. I mean, she enjoyed um, all of the science programs here at Grace. Um, you guys have an amazing science faculty. I can't say enough about them. Um, so, you know, it's fun to watch her kind of uh, explore what direction she wants to go with kind of that passion for science. So you, you went through your master's program, your PhD program, and uh, have been in cancer, you know, research, and now even more broadly speaking, research. But um, I'm interested to know a little bit about, you know, your journey to Eli Lilly Company, which is, you know, significant here in our state, of mm -hmm. course. Um, but also just how your faith informs mm -hmm. uh, your research mm -hmm. and then how your faith informs your leadership. Because you went from being a researcher to being mm -hmm. a leader of researchers. In fact, how, like how many researchers do you currently uh, have working for you or work with you? Uh, my team that I'm responsible for is about 70, 75 people, um, but we really support all of the research right. labs at Lilly, um, which is altogether about 5,000 scientists um, in Indianapolis, but also in, you know, the East and West Coast. And um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a fantastic group of scientists um, at Lilly. And I came to Lilly um, from IU, so more of that cancer research background, um, but I started as a toxicologist working in the oncology portfolio um, and absolutely loved it. You know, I guess you asked about how my faith has mm -hmm. informed that. And it's interesting because as a scientist, you know, I think at least when I was growing up, I would say there was a misperception that science and faith, you know, um, couldn't work together. Um, but as I kind of grew as a scientist and then eventually became a Christian, um, for me, they just solidified each other. Wow. You know, the more I studied science, the more um, the more evident it was to me that there is a creator. Um, the complexity and the beauty of science is, you know, not by chance. Um, and there's clearly a design. Um, so for me, it just helped deepen my faith. Um, but, you know, because of that misperception, I think sometimes as a scientist, um, it can feel a little... Um, maybe intimidating to talk about faith yeah. um, because some people do perceive that the two don't go together. So that was an interesting part of my journey, just getting comfortable with the fact that I'm a scientist and I believe in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior and being able to speak, you know, um, in that context. And that's actually, I think, over the course of my career as a scientist, um, something that I've tried to be intentional about, um, not shying away from expressing my faith uh, with my colleagues and, um, and hopefully having the opportunity to minister to some people who are in science mm -hmm. um, 
along the way. And I would say having been able to tour around the Eli Lilly facility with you, mm-hmm. uh, you got stopped a lot in the hallway uh, <laughs> by various folks that just wanted to say hi or and you could just tell there was a warmness toward you um, because of how you you know share and show uh, Jesus to your colleagues. How does that so you kind of talked about, you know, uh, faith and science um, and, and I want to talk a little bit about your leadership and how your faith mm. informs your leadership. And then, and then I want to get to a bit of the Grace College connection, but, sure. uh, so tell us a little bit, like just, you know, your leadership and, and again, you mentioned it, but I want to reiterate it, just the significance of your leadership position with the 75 you work with directly and the thousands of research scientists and projects that you you work with globally. Mm-hmm. Um, how does your faith inform your leadership and, and how you manage, you know, just that level? Sure. Well, I think in one word for me, it really is servant leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it, it's as Christians, we're called to serve um, in whatever capacity or arena, you know, we find ourselves and God calls us to. And I think that's how I ended up moving from kind of the direct science um, into more of a leadership and and operational um, perspective is um, that that inclination towards serving others. And my group were operations. So we really do, we're kind of the nuts and the bolts of helping the labs um, work effectively and efficiently. So it is very service oriented. Um, and, and I find that rewarding. Mm. Um, but it's also very diverse. You know, I think operations, we get to wear a lot of hats. We cover a lot of ground. Um, so we're always working on new projects, learning new things. Um, and, but it's just more opportunities to serve. Making sure that research labs and scientists have everything they need in order to be successful and that, yeah, what a servant's heart to be able to do that and lead others to want and to do that well. Yes. So uh, let's get a little bit to the Grace College connection. Okay. Um, I remember you sharing some about, you know, your daughter and I'd love to even have you share the story of, of her visiting Grace and sort of your (laughs) initial reaction and even, you know, how she got here in the first place. Sure. Well, she was the first of my two kids <laughs> to go on the the college journey. So my goal was really just to expose her to as many of the different possibilities as possible. So we just kind of made a list of different places to visit. Um, we had gone on a lot of different college visits, small schools, big schools, you know, close to home, farther from home. Um, but interestingly, Grace was on the list, and when it came time to, to come for the visit, I wasn't able to make it. So I said, you guys go ahead um, without me. I don't want you to miss out on it. Uh, So it was the one school that I didn't get to come visit. And uh, so when she came home and said, mom, I loved it. I'm pretty sure that's exactly where I want to go. Um, you know, I was happy, but I was also disappointed because I didn't get to be here um, to see everything. So it was a little bit of an unknown uh, when she first started because I hadn't gotten to, you know, interact with a lot of the people on campus and ask the questions that I have, right, as a parent. Yeah. Um, but I was 
thrilled for her that she really felt um, like this was the place that that God was calling her to. So I was all in, um, but kind of coming along for that journey of learning about grace. And um, it was 2020. It was in the middle of COVID. Yeah. (laughs) So that made it a little bit more challenging too, right? In terms of coming up here and being able to um, interact. Um, Although I will say that Grace went above and beyond, um, you know, to really make it a a community. Mm -hmm. And so that students weren't isolated um, in the middle of that whole situation. but, you know, she had some some great classes her first semester. Um, the I think it's the ecology class with Dr. Bosch, where she was able to go out into the field and get her, do get her water. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So she was telling me stories about, you know, how fun it was to be out in the, the lakes and, and streams and out in nature, um, learning about science hands on, mm-hmm. um, but just what a wonderful community. So, and I remember your, uh, you know, some of the, the concerns you had, or at least questions you had, or things you wanted for your kids were, you know, certainly, um, faith, like what, what was the place going to be like from, a, from a faith, but with your academic pedigree, um, also, you know, are they going to learn what yeah. they need to learn? Um, and I've appreciated how affirmative you've been of, you know, in particularly our science program and just uh, the excellence of, of at which they teach and, and, and call students to excellence. Absolutely. Yes. I think, you know, Keiko spoke to the sense of Christian community and faith that she experienced when she came here. And that was first and foremost, um, you know, what was most important. But yes, I did have those questions that I didn't get to come here and and, um, see, you know, firsthand for that first visit. Um, But yeah, since then, interacting with the science faculty um, and a lot of the other faculty as well, but in particular, the science faculty, because that is my area of expertise. Um, And I knew that she was kind of heading down that science path as well. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to make sure that she was really going to get, you know, just an excellent um, kind of exposure and foundation in the scientific disciplines. And and I was so impressed. Um, and I think one of the first times you and I met, uh, I think I, I really said, you need to market your science department yes, more. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> Absolutely. I think you keep saying that to me even now, which is good <laughs> and, and a good reminder. Uh, you got involved then. Um, you became a part of the parent council. You've helped make some connections with Eli Lilly, even students doing some uh, internships. So tell me a little bit just about your experience and in interaction with Grace and what has that meant for you? Hmm. Um, you know, I think initially because of kind of this not having had a lot of exposure to Grace when Keiko first started here, it made me lean in a little bit more in terms of wanting to learn more about Grace. And when I first heard about the Parent Council, it just seemed like a a logical place to start. Um, And I'm so thankful that God sort of, you know, pushed me or or even that I had the opportunity to join something like a Parent Council, um, because I'm sure that a lot of schools probably don't have that. Um, But for me, it was perfect to... um, 
get connected to the community, get to interact with some of the administrators, um, you know, yourself, Dr. Kadev, Aaron Crabtree, um, and a lot of others, and really learn about grace um, and and your mission and um, your your faculty and, and programs um, are just amazing. Um, and really, as I've learned more about grace, as I've gotten connected, um, I have just seen more and more opportunities to support the great work that you are doing here, um, whether it's, you know, through the science department and the science programs, um, the students and, and internship opportunities. So really, I feel like I'm part of the Grace family and uh, want to support the amazing programs, mission, and work that you all are doing. I remember you saying that when you received the Distinguished Parent uh, Award, saying, you know, my, th- this was my kid's college, but it it became mine, became my family as well. And one of the things I've so appreciated about you is you have a unique ability um, to both be an extreme encourager, and I walk away with from every interaction with you encouraged, while at the same time providing wisdom and guidance and direction, um, some thoughts about the future, what we could do, how we could grow and be better. And sometimes that's really hard to do. And I think probably uh, bodes well and shows the kind of leader that you are, mm-hmm. um, that you can push people to be better. And at the same time, they walk away feeling encouraged. And I have always felt that way in all of my interactions with you and um, admire you uh, not only as a great parent, um, but as a great leader and a leader, as you spoke about, who lives out their faith well. Um, One thing I wanted to ask you, because I haven't been able to ask you this uh, off mic, so I'm going to ask you on mic, uh, which is uh, you took a recent even uh, missions trip or a trip through Lily um, Mm -hmm. to be able to do some some work. How did the trip go? What did you do and how did the trip go? Oh, wow. Um, It was a wonderful opportunity. So Lily has had a program, they call it Connecting Hearts Abroad. Um, which they started about 10 years ago um, to really provide sort of an opportunity for Lilly employees to kind of see the impact, I guess, um, of, of some of the work that we do. I mean, Lilly's a big company, yes. right? Um, we don't, most Lilly employees don't get to interact with patients um, one-on-one. So the Connecting Hearts Abroad was how do we serve um, you know, how do we make an impact, but also giving Lily employees an opportunity to kind of see more of that kind mm. of firsthand uh, direct. So over the last 10, 12 years that they've had the program, you know, there's a wide range of different um, partnerships and um, collaborations and, and groups that, that we interact with through that Connecting Hearts program. I had uh, the opportunity to work with a group in New Mexico, so not outside of the U.S., um, but it was a new partnership uh, working with the Navajo Nation, um, which goes across kind of New Mexico, Arizona, Colorado, um, and just learning about the healthcare system, the healthcare needs, um, and trying to understand how can we um, support those needs and and help make an impact there. So I got to spend a couple weeks out there uh, meeting a lot of people, experiencing the culture um, and just learning. And it was just a wonderful, 
opportunity. Mm. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. I appreciate that. And and I love that uh, you want to use your, your time, your energy, and it's all about impacting people for you. Uh, whether it's the scientist you work with, whether it is uh, the patients that you work with, or whether it's students at Grace that you get to impact through the parent council, that it's about um, impacting others for Jesus Christ's sake. So thank you. Thank you. And thank you, Dr. Kreklau, uh, Emmy, for being um, <laughs> on the podcast as well today. And thank you for everyone for listening to the Grace Story podcast. Thanks to Avery and Rick for their work producing the podcast. We'd love to have you like, comment, subscribe, share this wherever you got it from. And if you have any questions or comments for us, feel free to email us at podcast at grace.edu. And until next time, live your best Grace Story today. <laughs>